Great to worship together. Great, uh, just again, even to say, David was leading us and Joanne was leading us. Uh, just incredibly grateful to be part of a such a diverse group of people. What I love about that is, as simple as it sounds, speaking to such a diverse nationality, background and culture that without contradiction, I can say that for every one of us in the room today that we're all divine image bearers. Like all of us, every one of us are made in the image of God and he is passionate. He loves you. He is, he is for you. And those things are just a, tr- just a privilege to be able to be able to say that in such a diverse group of people that you, each one of you, no matter what you think about that, you're made in his image and he's, he loves you and he's for you. Um, it's great to see uh, all the usual faces this morning. Um, some returning faces uh, and some new faces. So what a treat to have Eli's family with us. And uh, I uh, am looking forward to spending time with you guys today. Thank you for being with us this morning. Um, and everybody else, all the, no- all the usuals, God bless you. Um, Lila did such a good job a couple of weeks ago um, starting off our conversation around talents. Um, so where we've been, for those that don't know, we've been talking about what all that has been entrusted to us. Again, no matter who we are, no matter where we come from, no matter what our background, no matter what we feel about things, maybe we've had a week like David's, um, there's just been battles going on, uh, irrespective of all of those things, every one of us have been entrusted with time, with treasure and with talent and so over the last number of months we've just been asking some questions talking about how do we steward this wisely um for the sake of the kingdom how do we steward wisely what has been um entrusted to us and uh, so Lila did an incredible job two weeks ago as we started off about talents it just so happens to be that we're in the talent show season any britain's got talent fans in the room all right, fair enough. I refuse to believe that nobody watched Britain's Got Talent last night, and for whatever reason, you're not wanting to play ball, raising your hand. That's fine. Move on. Um, the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it last night, but um, there was a cake edition. <laughs> a cake edition in Britain's Got Talent. And they uh, went up onto the stage, and uh, Simon Kyle asked him, well, what, asked the cake, what is your talent? And the cake said, I sing. (laughs) Fran, you fill my heart with such joy. Fran, for those who don't know, Fran smiled and clapped. So, um, just really quickly, midweek, again, over the last last few midweeks, we've been... um, been loosely using uh, some resources and material uh, just to help us. So this is this is the book that I'll be taking a lot of our material from over the next uh, over the next number of months. Um, it's called Faithful Presence: Several Dis- Seven Disciplines That Shape the Church for Mission. Um, honestly, I love this book. Uh, if you're not up for reading the book, you can go onto the website. There's a website that has uh, where you can download. Um, like a really condensed version of it. It's literally two or three pages per practice, per discipline. Um, just 
steer some thoughts which we will use um, over the next number of uh, Wednesday nights. Um, so, been asking this question over and over, what are we going to do with what has been um, entrusted to us? I think one of, the, one of the basic things, and we've maybe said this every week, so forgive any sort of repetition, but whether it's time, talent, or treasure, if we're going to ask the question, what, what we do with what has been entrusted to us, I think we actually need to almost go back Maybe for some of us, we need to actually take that back a step and ask, do we actually truly believe that um, all that we have has been given? Your money, your treasure, your time, your talent. Do you truly believe, along with um, the Apostle James, when he said in, in, in James chapter 1, that every good thing, has came from above. Every good and perfect gift has came from the Father of lights. I think we need to be we need to be able to say a certain yes to that. Because I think that is one of the things that can cause us to stumble even before we begin to flesh a lot of this out. Before we even begin to ask how do we steward our time, we need to, we need to truly believe that it has been a gift that has been given to us. I sometimes think about how selfish I can be with my time and my treasure and my talent. But sometimes I can, I, can f I can be guilty of thinking, well, it's mine. I've earned it. Or the time's mine and I need it for me. Time's mine, I need it to know how much is on my list on Netflix. There's so much I need to catch up on. It's my time, it's my money, it's my gift. I'll use it when I want or when I'm ready. Or... And so I think we need to be willing and able to say yes to the question, do you believe that everything that you've been, everything that you've got has been given? We have been blessed in order to be a blessing. That has been the mandate from the very beginning. The very beginning, we go back into this, the first book of the Bible, the opening, almost the opening story of the children of Israel tells us that Abraham was blessed in order to be a blessing. He wasn't blessed so that he could hoard it for himself or keep it for himself. He was blessed to be a blessing. And I am so conscious of this honestly so conscious of giving away what we have the sacrificial giving of time and treasure and talent does not come easy it isn't doesn't come natural and for, so for anybody where it does like you need to come up and take over if you find it easy if you find sacrificial giving of time talent and treasure easy and natural then I'm definitely the wrong person to be standing here talking this morning. What I love about what we've came out of over the... We, uh, we spent last weekend celebrating um, 
the joy of being involved in community, but the incredible joy of celebrating Resurrection Sunday. And the power of the Easter message, it still needs to be alive today as it was this time last week. Because Paul says in Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 10 and 11, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. It amazes me how, how I, how we can read that verse and <laughs> almost remain indifferent at times. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. All that we celebrated, the miraculous supernatural event that we celebrated last week, the same, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit of God who catalyzed that momentous, miraculous world-changing event lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your bodies by this same spirit living in you. Just as God raised Jesus from the dead, just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your body by this same spirit living in you. See, I, I know that verse. I've read that verse so many times. I've such a, I've a head knowledge of that verse, but I wonder what would happen in our communities, in our villages, in our nations that we represent if all of us lived with that being more than heart knowledge. If we actually, if that transferred from here to the very core of our being, that the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in me? Like, what would that do? What would this place look like? What would, what would Sunday mornings look like? What would our everyday life look like if that was more than, than head knowledge? If the miraculous supernatural power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us, and we recognize that and acknowledge that and, and truly believe that, what would it look like? I wonder, I've wondered that this week, what would it look like? Would it look any different? Would home life, would community life, would sporting life, would anything, would, that, would it look different if we caught this? Jesus himself said in John 14 that um, I'm, I'm, I need to go. But I'm going to go and the Spirit, the Advocate is going to come and you'll be able to do even greater things. I'm pretty confident that whenever Jesus said we would do greater things, I don't think it was the, quanti the quality that he was talking about. I think it was the, the, the quantity. Be able to do greater. Because I don't know if there's anybody want to raise their hands. Anybody raised anybody from the dead this week? Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's, uh, that's, that's the sort of things Jesus was doing. I don't know if we'll do greater than that. But when it comes to greater, the spirit that raised him from the dead, this, that spirit is alive in us. And so the greater is that we're, we, 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 we spread further. We go wider. And so not only does the same spirit live within us, um, but 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, speaking of gifts and talents, tell us, uh, it says these words, this is what Paul says, all these, speaking of the gifts, 
All these are activated by the one and the same Spirit who allots, who gives to each one. So if you forget everything I've said this morning, except my joke, if you forget everything else that I've said this morning, remember this, to each one. Remember that. And so that's what Paul is saying. And so if you wonder where I'm going with this, what's this got to do with gifts and talents? This, that, um, this, this spirit that is alive in us, he is the one, the one that activates the gift that is within us. And it's just so important that we get that. But it's, for me today, and what we're going to talk about over the next number of weeks, that you hear this to each one. Given gifts to each one. The creator of the universe. I love again speaking to such a diverse group of people. But the creator of the universe has prepared and given gifts to you. Creator of the universe has prepared and, and um, given gifts to you. And so our heart, my heart, I think f- for all of us, our heart, are, my heart is that you would not go, this is why we want to spend the next few weeks in this. My heart is that you would not go your whole life leaving it unwrapped. He has prepared and given gifts to each one. Honestly, by the end of the next few weeks, you're going to get sick of me hearing that. To each one. Prepared and given a gift. And my heart is that you would not go your whole life leaving it unwrapped. Because the truth is, if we believe what the Bible says, if we believe what the, the authors of the letters are telling us, that there is a supernatural ability to bring life to you and to others. You have it. You have a supernatural ability residing in you to bring life not only to you, but everyone around you. Isn't that crazy? What would happen if we believed that? I wonder what would happen if we truly believed that. And this morning, I hope you know me well enough to know that anything I say, there's no threat added to anything I'm saying. There's no, there's nothing I want to induce guilt. But I do think that at the end, we will be asked what we did with this gift that was given. And the beautiful thing about the nature of our God is that Our forgiveness is not in the balance. His love for us is not in the balance. But he will still ask, what did you do with what I give you? What did you do with this gift that I had prepared and allotted to each one? God's power for your life is totally available to you. And so it maybe feels like we're, I know we've already started this, but I'm wanting to, um, if I can put up Lila's uh, intellectual property on the screen here. Um, Two weeks ago, Lila took us through this. I'm not even going to try to go through it all, but I would love if there was a way, with Lila's permission, that we just had this 
Um, we just had this available because this is, I just find this so key. And it's the gift of having uh, Lila's and Amy's um, being able to speak because it just feels like every time they come, it's like a base for everything else that then uh, we want to say. I feel like I almost feel like a fraud at times because I'm almost just going to take everything. I'm just going to use all that they've said as a base for all that I want to say. Um, such a cheater, aren't I? Um, but here's those, those few things, and we will continue to talk about it. Um, if I can, I encourage you to go back two weeks ago, listen to Lila, the, f the four things. So the ikigai Lila talked about was this Japanese um, idea of finding, finding your purpose, finding your, what you bring to the world, um, but uh, transformed it, turned it into our own thing and called it the, the spiritual ikigai. So still asking that, that same question, what is, um, what is our sense of purpose? What is our gifting? What is it that we offer to the world? That's that bullseye point in the middle there. But it's all, it takes up all of these other areas. What burdens your heart? Those are things that you want to be asking over the next number of weeks as we go on this journey to discover. Maybe some of you already know. Maybe some of you are 100% confident what your gifting is. And that's great. But I want to also tell you that it still needs work done. Still needs developed. It still needs, um, still needs all of this. I think. Uh, what burdens your heart? Uh, being able to ask that. What are your skills and abilities? And this is really important. And I think we'll we'll keep coming back to this as well because I think this can be neglected. Uh, physical, uh, mental, emotional well-being, and then the voice of wisdom um, of others, uh, whether through scripture, through prophetic word, through um, just conversation with trusted friends. So I feel like I just want to think a wee bit about that centerpiece for, for a moment. What is right at the heart of this? Um, I just find myself drawn over and over again this week to Acts chapter 2. And so I think it's going to come up on the screen. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Um, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Um, in the common English Bible, it says this in verse 3. They saw what seemed to be individual flames of fire alighting on each one of them. And so, like, forgive my ignorance. But I, this, was, this was a discovery for me this week. And I love that. That's what I love about engaging with the word. Um, because any time I thought, any time I read, or any time I... It's maybe the, the problem of being so familiar, over-familiar with passages, that you just think of the day of Pentecost came, fire fell, and all this incredible stuff happened. But it was, this, it was every time I went over it, it felt like for the first time I was reading, fire fell on each one of them. This wasn't just some sort of general, general thing that took place. Fire fell on each one of them. Each one had the full flame. You go away with that line too. That's a pretty cool line, isn't it? Each one 
had the full flame. I should go on to verses 14 to 18, if we can. Um, Peter stood up with the eleven. Do you want to wait? Perfect. Thank you. Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in these days, in those days, and they will prophesy. So Peter explaining what is taking place here through the prophet Joel. And I love this because regardless, all of those people that he mentioned, regardless of whether you are educated or not, regardless of your social status, whether you're rich or you're poor, regardless of your gender, whether you're male or female, uh, regardless of your age, whether you're old and young, each one had the full flame. So you all need to hear this. Regardless of your, how you've been educated, regardless of how long you've been in faith or whether you're even in faith yet or not, whether you're rich or poor or old or young, on that day, this is a beautiful moment where each one had the full flame. It wasn't like Peter and the 11 off at a distance had the full flame and whatever was left was available to everybody else. The fire fell on each one of them. I feel like I could keep saying that until somebody tells me to stop. This is, this is so important that as we begin to think about gifting, you need to know that you have the full gifting. Do not diminish the full gifting of the Spirit that is in you, that is in your life. So no matter where you serve or what you do, you have the full gifting. There's not one person has more, whether it's the person on the back, the guys at the front, those that are away with the kids, each one has the full flame. And if you go back and listen to what Lila said, I think again it's important that we don't fall into the comparison trap. If the enemy's going to get me to trip up anywhere, it's probably going to be there. It's so much better at avoiding our being able to skip past the comparison trap. Because it's really easy to begin to compare, to begin to think about the things that you don't have without recognizing that you have the full flame being allotted, it's been given. The creator of the universe has created, prepared a gift and given it to you. And don't leave it unwrapped. I don't want to leave it unwrapped because I wanted the gift of somebody else. I don't want to do that. And so no matter what you do or where you serve or what your gifting is, do not diminish the full gifting of the Spirit to each one 
to each one. And so there's another picture. I'm out of time to, to go into this today. This is probably uh, requires a wee bit of homework on your uh, on your part. Um, but this is these are the these are the list of the giftings, and these giftings are in the four passages in Scripture where they're mentioned. I want to say these these are not exhaustive. Um, but we have Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Peter 4. And um, so if you, want to, if you want to do some homework and just consider these, these giftings, find out where, what burdens your heart, what you're good at, um, what other people say about your life, and begin to discover what your gifting is. There's also, if you want to do uh, extra homework, if you want to do some extra work, you can go on... Uh, I think there's people probably better than me to, to find out where there is um, like tests that you can do online. Uh, but there is that. There's some, again, they're not perfect, they're not good, but it does at least steer you in the right direction if you're not sure what your gifting is. And so there's stuff that you can, that you can do and I would encourage you um, to do. Some of you will already know. Some of you will look at that list and be able to to number them in order from one to, <laughs> to 10 because you're just, you know. Some of you will know and some of you will need help. And one of the things that Lila uh, vulnerably shared last couple of weeks ago was asking people, going and asking people, what do you think my gifting is? What do you see in me? And that can be a, a really vulnerable thing, as Lila said, and I, I recognize that and I'm sure others in the room did too. So if you're, not, if you're not at that stage, I would encourage you to take responsibility to do it for somebody else, almost unasked. Maybe you want to pray about it, or maybe you just want to, just want to tell somebody. You just want to take responsibility this week to tell somebody uh, what you think their gifting is, where you see them excel. Because sometimes that's what it takes. Somebody, somebody sitting in this room might might not ask that question, might not have the courage to ask the question that Lila asked a few people a couple of weeks ago. So maybe you, will, maybe you will do that for somebody. And the reality is I think that'll open up a conversation once you do that. Be prepared then maybe to find out what they think your gifting is as you take responsibility to encourage them with what theirs is. And so I suppose I'd love that we're going away today just asking that question, do I know my spiritual gift? Do I know what the Father has, the good Father above who gives good gifts to his children? Do I know what my spiritual gift is? So I'd love you to ask that question. Ask it around the table and then I'd love you to answer the second question. Are you using it? Do you know what it is? And if you're saying, if you're saying you're not sure to that, then let's do a bit of work on this together. And then if you're able to answer the second question, am I using it? Then again, no guilt, no threat. But maybe ask why, what the reasons are. And maybe, maybe rightly so, you're in the bottom where you just, need, uh, you just need a bit of wholeness. You need just time to physically, emotionally, mentally recuperate, and that's fine. And I think it's, that's good. To be asking that question, am I using it? And maybe, why not? And just what I prayed for for Philemon this morning. This is this is the this is our heart over the next number of weeks. Because that to each one was given the full flame, and that was the case for Timothy. 
And so Paul's final words to Timothy before, before, he, before he left was Timothy fan into flame. Fan into flame the gift that which has been given. Fan into flame the gift which has been given. And that's what I think a, 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 the picture of the church at its best looks like. When together we're fanning into flame the gift that is in those around us. I think David's speaking a wee bit of that, what he's sharing this morning, the gift of one another. And that's what we need as we come to talk a wee bit more over the next few weeks about, um, about gifts and talents. Have you anything else? Are you finished? Will I pray? Or anybody else want to pray? Or anybody else want to say anything? Um, Father, thank you for thank you for this morning. Uh, and just as David started us out, thank you just the gift to be able to to be together, to encourage one another. Thank you that uh, what it does to the heart of a father when he sees his sons and daughters um, on a journey together, working things out, um, blessing one another, teaching from one another, learning from one another. And so we pray that we wouldn't just do that when we gather on a Sunday, but it would um, just catalyze uh, deepen, deepen in relationships, would catalyze hunger and passion. Um, for the week ahead and so we um, we offer all that you've given to us God we offer it back to you as a sacrifice all that you've entrusted to us so would you help us to continue to to do that and learn that and Jesus we continue to look to you how you've modeled uh, sacrificial love for the sake of others and so we uh, continue to fix our eyes on you uh, the author, the perfecter of our faith. So bless each person here. Bless them. Bless them, God. Bless their families. Bless their homes. And uh, I pray we'd be so close. All that we do today, all that we talk about today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.